ready to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to the Write Hour, nonfiction tips from the right coach with Joyce Glass, where you can learn the business and craft of writing. I'm Dan Radin from Oxbus, the software used to create this podcast. It's your time. Harness your voice to grow your income. Oxbus is the fastest, easiest way to create podcasts that are as professional as you are. No audio experience is necessary. Go to Oxbus, that's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com and start your podcast for free right now. Hello and welcome to episode 601 of the Right Hour. I take a few weeks break between seasons and that helps me prepare. And so today we're going to talk about crush the overwhelm and get the book out of your head. Overwhelm comes from not knowing what to do. Having a lot of information to distill down into the book. Many of my clients and prospective clients that I talk with share this common theme. When I ask them, you know, what's slowing them down, standing in the way, or stopping them from writing their book, they have some common answers. Time is always a big one, but not far behind is overwhelm. It's difficult for them to know where to start, how to organize or structure their book. Do you have those questions with your book? So they, or possibly you, stop writing and working on the book. Today, we're going to talk about how to crush this overwhelm and learn the steps to get the book out of your head. There's three phases of book writing. First, you want to find clarity. And then second is creating, which is the writing process when you're actually being creative and writing the book. And the third is complete, edit and formatting it. That's what you're going to do during the complete phase. So if you break it down and think about it that way, it's not so overwhelming. There are steps, and if you can break it down into some steps that work for you and get a process. Each time I write a book, my process for writing becomes easier and easier, and it will for you too. So the first thing is find clarity. Well, let's. what does that mean, clarity? Well, obviously clarity is clear. And one way to get clear is free writing your ideas to get them out of your head. It'll be easier to organize them when you know what you want to talk about. So free writing is simply just writing your ideas out, and it could be a few paragraphs or it could be a few pages, whatever it is that works for you. Sometimes people sketch just a bare-bone notes and that spawns ideas for them. Whatever works for you, just write out some ideas. And what that does is it frees your brain to think clearly. And then also you can see what you've written down. And it might spawn an idea for more content for the book. So don't worry about creating your work right, R-I-G-H-T, before you, W-R-I-T-E, write. So don't worry about creating it right, making it just right, before you write it. Remember, writing is a creative process, and so it's not going to happen linear. There's, you're going to have spurts of creativity and energy, and you're going to write more one day than you may another day. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you 
just give yourself that time and it may know that it's a process. And if this is the first time you're writing a book, give yourself a lot of grace. And it may take longer than you think, but that's okay. But maybe you want to write it fast and you're a fast writer, then do it that way, whatever way works for you. So after you write your ideas out, then what I suggest is you use the four steps to the right book, W-R-I-T-E, to organize your thoughts. And the where you can find that, that is available on my website at therightcoach.biz if you have not already downloaded that. And it will take you through the steps that I want to talk about today. This is the secret sauce that I teach my clients. I don't like formal outlines, so I created the four steps to the right book to guide you in the process. And you can be as detailed as you want in this process or as bare bones minimum as you want. Some people love a lot of details and some people just want the skeleton to work with. And as you write and the more you write, you'll learn and figure out what works best for you. So think of it as kind of like a little science experiment with yourself and what works best for you. Try things. See if it works. And if it's not comfortable, it doesn't work. Then try something different. But there's a lot of flexibility in what I suggest in these four steps to the right book. And so you want to create a focus sentence for each chapter. And that's something that we're going to talk about in a little bit later. But this sentence becomes the foundation of your work. And this is part of the steps. And I want you to think about it like a house. You have to have a solid foundation and a framework to create a house. And inside the house, it has many different materials that can be used in many different ways. So let's say you're in one of these neighborhoods and all the houses look the same on the outside. But inside, they could be laid out completely different. They could have different materials. And all of that creates what is the beautiful thing, your book. And how that's how people can write about the same topic, but have totally different books. Because they may be covering different parts of the topic, or they may approach it differently, or they're sharing their story. And so that gives them a different avenue, a different perspective than someone else. So that's why it's important that you write your book. And then the next thing is... So the four steps that are in the download you'll find on my website are the first one is general topic you want to know what is what are you generally talking about is it productivity is it personal development is it health is it fitness is it relationships is it finances whatever you find out your general you know you should know your general topic if you're writing a book because most likely that's what you are looking forward to do So the next thing is specific, easy for me to say, specific topic. Specifically, what are you going to talk about? What is the certain topic you're going to talk about? So like today, I'm talking about writing and actually getting started with writing or the writing process, whatever way you want to put it. So that would be the specific topic. Then you want to create a foundation sentence or an outcome sentence. And this sentence helps you figure out 
What do you want that reader to think, feel, or do after reading your book? And in this one sentence, you're going to create the foundation for your entire book. But the cool thing is, you go back and you do this for every chapter in your book. So then every chapter in your book has a solid foundation, and it all is based on the foundation of the sentence for the entire book. So everything should relate to everything else. If it's something that you're teaching and building on, or if it's a progressive story, whatever it is that you're teaching about, you want it to have a flow and a follow through through the entire book. So that obviously you want to keep your readers engaged. And then how, how can they accomplish this foundation sentence? So let's just, I'm going to make up one here off the top of my head. Every person can become a writer by following the four steps to the right book. Okay, that's just made up, but we're just going to go with that, okay? And then that would be the foundation sense. Then how can every writer become, or how can every writer learn how to write or learn the process to write? That would be a good way to put it. So you flip the foundation sentence around and ask how. And when you ask how, then you're asking yourself how or what do you want to teach these people. Um, And then you put down the steps of what you want them to do. And so for me, it would be following these four steps that I just laid out. And that would be, that's a general simplification of it. I have um, examples of it in the email series that you sign up for. So definitely sign up for that. But we're going to go through it some more. But also, what are some ways for you to write your book? Because some people have told me you know, they love to talk their ideas out. That works better for them. And if that's something that you are better at than, than writing or typing your work out, then do that. And there are services that you can use to transcribe your book. There's all kinds of, of transcription services and apps that will transcribe One that I like that I have mentioned on another podcast is Descript.com, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T-C-O-M, and I'll put this in the show note links. Um, They do a really good job, and it's not that expensive to use, and you can get really good transcriptions out of it. So that's an idea. You can, or the other idea is talk the ideas out with your friend to see if you can get them clear. If maybe you've written out but you're not totally sure, ask somebody who would be interested in what you're talking about and who but could be objective with you. And that might, when you talk it out with somebody, some people that's where they're really good at. They're talking out with someone else and brainstorming, then it helps become their, their ideas become more clear. And that brainstorming goes back and forth. This is something that I do with my clients, and that works really well. Obviously, you can write by hand. That's another way. I'm a digital girl, and I prefer typing. I type much faster than I write because I've typed for so long. It's actually kind of frustrating to me to write out my ideas, so I love to type them. And I will type either in Evernote or Scrivener are the main two places when I'm just starting on a book and I'm getting my ideas together. And I will put, you know, usually I start with a note in Evernote and then I move things over to Scrivener when I actually set up a Scrivener file for the new book. 
So whatever works for you, those are some ways that you can actually write your book. But part of the fun of being a writer is figuring out this process that works for you. We're all different in how we approach our work. and There's no one-size-fits-all method. So feel free to try different things and do it your way. The beauty of the four steps of the right plan is you have flexibility to make it your own and see how it works best for you. So the next step after finding clarity, you're going to create. So writing is the creative side of the brain. And you want at this point, then you're going to take those four steps that you have done for the entire book and you're going to go through those four steps for each chapter. Now I'll give you a little hint and shortcut. Steps one and two are the same for the entire book because your, your topic and your specific topic for the book is not going to change. But your foundation sentence and your how for each chapter is going to change. So that's something that you'll want to work on. And have your free writing notes. And that's when you're ready to create chapter one, then chapter two, and keep going on to chapter three, four, five, and however many you want. And give you this. Give yourself some mini deadlines. That will help you be intentional and figure out the best time of day for you to write. When you are intentional, then you're going to make this a priority and it make a commitment. It may be different on different days. It may depend on your life right now. Do you have little ones running around? Then figure out a time that works around their schedule. You may just have to work in little pockets of time here and there and you can't say at three o'clock on Monday, Wednesday and Friday I'm going to write for an hour. That just doesn't always work with children. Now if you know that they sleep till seven in the morning then if you got up at five thirty six, six thirty in the morning you would have some time to write before they get up. That's one way of doing it. But again you just got to work out what your schedule is and how your energy level and best times of day that works for you. Some people morning is not good. Some people evening's better. And if you still work a full-time job or own your own business, it's the same thing applies. You're going to have to find the pockets of time that work best for you. Or could you spend a few hours on a Saturday morning or afternoon or even Sunday afternoon working on your book? Find those times and make commitments. And if you can make one or two of those times like a designated, okay, I'm going to do this time every week. I'm going to, every Wednesday, I'm going to get up at 6 o'clock or 5.30 and I'm going to write for 30 minutes. Then you know you have that time and that will propel you and give you some momentum for other days. And then on Saturday, I'm going to try to write as soon as I get up or when the kids take a nap or whatever. So find those little pockets of time. Be intentional. This doesn't have to be rigided rigid rigid but it does need to be intentional every Sunday I want you to look at your schedule and plan times that you can write now some days may work out great and others may not give yourself some grace remember if you miss a writing session uh, you know don't worry about beating yourself up but don't try to you know don't miss too many because then you will just stop writing and fall off the wagon and we don't want that to happen so figure out um, ways that you can be intentional and if Sunday night's not good you know maybe Friday afternoon's good for you or Saturday afternoon whatever day that works for you to just plan out the next week okay 
this is what all is going on. I, you know, kids got soccer practice here, and I've got to work here, and um, doctor's appointment here. So I might could write this time, this time, and this time. You know, just plan it out. And if you're not a planner, at least try to be a planner for this. <laughs> so that's all I can say because, you know, if it's not going to just fall out of your head. So, writing time tips. I want you to find 15 to 30 minutes you can write. Daily, if you can, would be great. Sometimes it helps if you can get up 15 to 30 minutes early. Grab a coffee or your tea and take some time to write. Have something planned to write. That's the other thing about your writing time. When you're done writing for the day, think about where you want to start the next time you write. And it will make it so much easier because your brain won't have to, like... Get back into writing mode and go, okay, where was I at? What do I want to write about today? And some days you may be just researching. You may be looking up information to help you with your book or trying to find a good illustration or story that would fit. Whatever it is that you um, need to do that day, think about it the day whenever you stop writing. And whether the next day your writing is three days from now or tomorrow, Go ahead and plan what you're going to write about the next time and then write it down uh, at, make a note of it, you know, in the document that you're in or on a calendar. Okay, my next writing time, I'm going to work on this. Chapter one, I'm going to work, I'm going to finish up chapter two. I'm going to reread chapter one and see if I need to tweak it anywhere. Though, you know, whatever it is that is next in the process, plan it, be intentional. Then the next thing is, I want you to um, think about is using a writing planner. That is something that is available to you in the series, the email series. The first email, I think, has it where you can download it, and that helps you plan out your writing time and how many. You can go by word count or you can go by time or use both. Because, say, if you're writing a nonfiction book, they're generally anywhere from 50,000 words. Sometimes they're only 30,000 words, because if you're doing a short book, up to 80 to 100,000 words. So, depending on what kind of book you're writing and, you know, generally what your word count is, have a goal. And it helps to kind of see where you are in that goal. And if you can't write daily, I understand. To be honest, it's a struggle for me because I'm helping other people with their projects. It's hard sometimes to get to my writing time. So I want you to just choose a few days, and it may only be one or two, and I want you to get this out of your head and onto paper. A book is not going to find its way to the page from your head if you're not intentional. So that's the big thing, be intentional. Now I have one little warning about the messy middle. And you may have heard about the messy middle from somewhere else, but because uh, I don't even know where I heard that term, but I like it. And so I adopted it. But this is the part where you wonder if you're crazy or if you will ever finish this book because it seems like it's taking so long. But if you're not working with an editor or a writing coach, then I want you to find a friend or join the Write My Book group on Facebook. That's the group I have. It's a free group um, that you can have for support and encouragement through the messy middle. Let us know where you're at, how we can encourage you or help you. Or do both. Have a friend and the Facebook group. because And you may find some new friends in the Facebook group. We're all writers. We're all learning. And we're all here to help each other out. So that's great. And I want you to make sure you get support through that messy middle 
because that's where a lot of people stall out or they give up or they just get tired of it. And because with everything going on in life, sometimes you wonder, am I really going to make a difference? And you know what? As one person posted in the group just this past week, he got an email or he did the, wrote this book and he was hoping, I think he, it was, yeah, he put it in the prison systems. Um, I honestly can't not remember what the book was about, but it was something about making their life better and making better life choices. And he had hoped that he would hear from the adults that he had sent this to at these different prisons. And he never heard of it. Maybe in juvenile detention centers. I don't remember. But anyways, the point is, finally, one girl sent him a letter and told him that he, she decided to become a teacher because of his book. And it inspired her to make her life better. And here's the thing. If you can make one life person's life better, you've made a difference. Because there's that ripple effect. Because she's not just one person. It's all the people she's going to touch the rest of her life. Her children, her grandchildren, her friends, the friends' children. Who, If she becomes a teacher, all the children she teaches, people she works with. Do you see what I'm saying? One person is not just one person. So when you get to that messy middle, make sure you have somebody there to support you and help you. Now, the last thing is complete your book. So this is the part where you have written the entire book. And it could take you six months. It could take you a month. I know one gentleman who wrote it over his over a weekend. But he had been thinking about it for years and he had someone helping him and he would talk, he talked it out with them and they were transcribing some of it and some of it they were recording and then transcribed. But it could, you, that's the thing, depending upon the book, it could be, you know, quickly written or it could take months and that's okay. The point is to be intentional and diligent with your writing. And, you know, I, one of my clients, it took her, probably about 15 months to write her book. And she was glad it took that long because when she got to the last chapter, she was in a much different place and able to write that chapter better than she was when we first started. So don't get frustrated if it takes you a year or more to write your book because a lot of times, and this happened with my first book, my first book was much better when I took the time to write it and figure things out. And by the time I finished it, it was a much better book than if I had flashed through it in six months. Because there was things I needed to learn about writing, as well as there was things I needed to experience to make the writing better. So you don't beat yourself up if you can't write your book in a month or even six months. So know that this depends on your schedule and how fast you can write. How much research do you need to do? You might have to do a lot of research. And then editing. How much do you need to edit the book? For a first-time author, editing takes much longer. And it can even take a long time for the second and third time because Editing just takes a long time because that's the nitty-gritty process where you're making sure that it's saying what you want it to say, you're checking for your grammar and punctuation, and you're still learning how to write, and you want to make sure you're writing for your audience. 
So editing is this last process that you want to go through multiple times. And this, again, is something you can customize to your style. But what I like to do is I write a chapter, and I go back through the next, whenever I finish it. It may be the next day. It may take me two or three days to write it. And then I'll do what I call a soft edit. And I'm focusing more on the content. And the things I'm looking for is, does it flow good? Does it make sense to my reader? Do your stories intrigue the reader and compel them to keep turning the page? Do I see any glaring typos, grammar, punctuation, spelling issues? I'm not looking for a lot of these, but it's sometimes they'll just jump out of the page because editor me is, you know, I've got my editor hat, editor hat on. And when I do that, then I sometimes I see those things, but I'm not going to be going through with a fine tooth comb like I do in the other editing sessions. The first one is just a soft edit. Then after I write the entire book, I go through and do those more detailed edits. And this is if you're working with a writing coach or editor, they may have a process they like to take you through. And so you'll work through the way they would like to work through. But with my clients, we like to go through three edits for each chapter. So each time in, they go through it three times and I go through, through, two, through it three times. So that's six times it's being edited. And each time you go through the book to edit, you want to look for different things. So if you have something like Grammarly to help you clean it up, that will be great. But no, Grammarly is not to be used in place of a professional editor. It's helped for cleaning up, good for, you know, cleaning up some grammar and finding passive voice and typos and that kind of thing. But it will not replace an editor. So please know that. So the first thing with the editing process I go through is content flow. Then the second time I'm going through it, um, or the next time you go through it, you may want to find, there's a couple of keywords that I, and I think I have some posts about this one. I, if I do, I will post it in the show notes. But two big words that I avoid at all costs in my uh, writing is that, the word that. That is not that necessary. And get rid of get. Most of the time, these work like that, most of the time it can be deleted and it, the sentence still makes sense and it's good. If you delete it and it doesn't make sense, then reword the sentence because usually there's a much stronger word that you can use to make that sentence sound better. And the same thing for get. Get rid of get usually can rep replace it. You know, she got a diploma. No, she received a diploma. She got a raise. No, she received a raise. She, um, let's see, was another one. She got tacos for dinner. No, she ordered tacos for dinner. Do you see what I'm saying there? Check, there's a word that usually can go and make it much better and stronger. And that makes your writing much more interesting too, because those can be lazy words. That and get, especially that, we use in our conversation because we're not walking around with the sources going, okay, what's the better word to use in that? Or how could I restructure that sentence to make it sound better? No, and it's okay if you're saying that in when you're talking. That's fine. But when you're writing a professional book, you want the best and most professional manuscript you can have out there. You want it to have your energy and your voice. And even if you say that a lot, that isn't that interesting to read either. So think about that. That is not that necessary, and it's not that interesting. <laughs> so 
keep that in mind. So those are my two of my pet peeves. Then the next time you go through, you're going to look for grammar, punctuation, and spelling issues. And when you're looking for grammar, punctuation, and spelling, that's a time you can also be looking for the that's and the gets. Um, another thing with that and get or any other issue you may have, use the find feature. And Scrivener has it, Word has it, Pages has it, Pages is like Word for Mac. All of them have the find feature, and you put in there that the word that or get or whatever else that you're trying to find and get rid of. Um, you can even put, like, because somebody um, didn't know that you could, I, and I did not know this the first time around but either, um, you're only supposed to have one space after a period. So if you go to the find feature and put two spaces and hit enter, it will find all the two spaces between words and after a period. And you can go through and delete the extra space. And the same thing with that, you can put, put find in the find, I mean, that in the find feature, and it will show you all the that's in your document. It'll highlight them, and then you can go in and work on them and change them up. So, and you just, when you correct one, then you hit next and go to the next one. So, but um, that is what you want to do next. So, it's content flow, grammar, punctuation, spelling, get rid of the that's and the gets. And then the last thing you're going to be doing is formatting, or you may hire someone to do this, but you may want to go through and try to make it as clean as you possibly can. So a couple things when you're formatting. Now, I'm talking about formatting like making your text look good, formatting for the size, and if you want to add any icons or any images, then you definitely want to hire somebody to help you with that, unless you are proficient at um, InDesign or something like that. Then I suggest you hire someone for that. And a lot of um, print-on-demand companies, if you're self-publishing, will do that. If you're traditionally publishing, they will do that. But if you're self-publishing especially, then you need to hire someone to help you do this. So make sure that you're using the same font through the entire book. Um, unless, the only other reason you would use two fonts is maybe if you wanted a different font for your subtitles and your chapter titles and maybe your page numbers and then the text has a different font, but you don't want them too crazy different because uh, you, you want it to look cohesive. And then do you have subtitles? And that helps if you have subtitles because if someone picks up your book in a bookstore and they flip through it, it gives them an idea what your book is about because they can kind of skim through and see the different subtitles. Um, typically, I like subtitles anywhere from five, you know, three to five paragraphs, sometimes longer, just depends on what you're doing. If it, and if it's a short chapter, then obviously you, we'd only need one or two subtitles. If it's a longer chapter, then you would need more. But then the other thing, because this is something I messed up, is make sure all your links are written out properly. In my first book, I had a video link at the end of each chapter. It was a devotional. And at the end of each week, there was a video they could watch. And I would review the content and ask them some questions and tell them a little more. And I messed up because I had it hyperlinked for the digital books, for the uh, like Kindle and iBooks kind of books. But in print, I forgot to put like, I think it was the .com in a bunch of them. And I 
think like the the extension like it was forward slash video one or two or three something like that anyways so make sure if you have any links that you want the the people to go to that they are written out properly and then make sure if you do something one in one way in the first chapter that you follow through to the next chapter because this is another thing i did i started off and because it was devotional there was a monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday blah 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 because there's five days and uh but then i decided well you know what if somebody doesn't start on a monday that's going to throw them off you know if they're reading it start on wednesday and it says monday and then they're trying to remember where they're at it's going to be confusing so instead i went i changed it today one day two three through four three four five and when I did that, there was like two chapters when I got my printer's proof. Well, actually, I had printed like 50 books already. So the first 50 were messed up. And they, um, what was I saying? Oh, those that chapter had it the wrong way. So I had to go back and ask them to fix it, which, of course, they charged me to fix it. So that's one thing if you're doing print on demand, you want to make sure you have all of that kind of fixed. And I had sent it to an editor and she didn't notice because she wasn't really working on formatting stuff like that so much. So that's some, some things that you want to be mindful of that I had trouble with. So the three most important people that you're going to hire for your book are an editor or a, and or a writing coach because like I'm a writing coach and I edit. Some writing coaches don't edit. Some editors just edit. They don't coach. So what hire, you know, you definitely need an editor or and a writing coach too if your writing coach edits as well. And because coaching sometimes can be different than editing. They're going to help you with the writing process and coach you along and, you know, give you feedback and that kind of thing. And, but then you need an editor to make sure that all these things that we just talked about are covered and that they look good. Cover art. You want a graphic designer for your pay book cover. That you want that to look nice and be professional. Again, unless you are a graphic designer, please don't do that. You are going to hurt the sales of your book if you have a very cheap, cheesy design, or it can be semi nice. And even Canva, as much as I love Canva, is not where you need to be designing your book cover. Okay. So, make sure you hire a graphic designer. It is worth it. It's not outrageous most of the time. I think I paid $500 for each of mine and that but that also included the the um for the print version, the digital version, um some postcards and bookmarks. So, you know, and that was 5 years ago. So it may be a little less, maybe a little more. depends on who you find. Ask around. If you're in the Write My Book group, then that's a good place to go because there are some designers in there. Or if you'd like a recommendation, let me know. Um, well, actually, I have one for you in just a second. Then formatting the inside. Again, you want to hire somebody. Somebody who can do cover art and formatting is Jet Launch. And Chris O'Byrne is the owner of Jet Launch, and he was on podcast number 501. I will put the link to that podcast and jet launch in the show notes. So be on the lookout for that. He does, as I was talking, I realized he actually does both of those. Um, he's quick and he's reasonably priced and 
that's something that you'll definitely want to check out. And he'll give you a quote. And that's the thing. If you want to get quotes from a couple different designers and see what they say, um, that's always a good thing, too, to check out a couple different people. So, in review, the way to crush overwhelm and get the book out of your head is find clarity, which means you're going to free write and go through those four steps to write your book. Then you will have a solid foundation for your book. You're going to create your book. You're going to write your book. That's the next step. Don't edit and write at the same time. Remember that. Those are two different sides of your brain. You want to write and work on the creative side, and then you can go back and make it pretty with the editing part. And editing is a, there's a creative process to editing too, but it's different than just the writing stage where you're getting it out of your head and onto paper. Remember, you want done, not perfect. So you, when you're writing, then when you edit, then you'll work on making it perfect. The next thing is you want to be intentional about your writing time. Pick times every week. Have goals for every week and every month. And the writing planner, I show you and give you suggestions on how to use that and how it will help keep you posted. I actually use it for my own writing, so I want you to at least try that or try some form of that that works for you. And then the messy middle. Go find some support and help you through the messy middle. And that is where I stalled out for a long time with my first book. And I finally got somebody that pushed me over the edge and got me to finish it. So if it's a friend, another writer, or in the Write My Book group, we would love to help you. Or a combination of both. Um, if, you're, if you are blessed to have a writing group near where you're at, that would be another option too. So then the create phase, you're writing and you're going to be intentional about your writing time, and you're going to get support through the messy middle, too. So you make sure you complete your book. Then the next thing in the complete your book is you're going to choose your time frame. What is the goal that you want to get this book finished? Figure out, and what are your goals monthly? That's what we talked about being intentional, um, is you know, knowing your monthly goals and your month and your weekly goals so that you can finish. And then you're going to edit and edit, and edit some more. There could be three or four run-throughs with edits. It just depends on your book and who you have helping you and how it works. So, But for yourself, go through it at least three times because I want you to look for different things each time. Um, I have heard, I've not verified this, but when you traditionally publish, they have six editors that go through it because each editor is looking for something different. So make sure that you go through the, the edits. Then you want to hire an editor to finish the editing process. And there, if you say so if you wait until you're finished with your book, they're going to go through it one time and give it back to you, and they'll you go through it. And you may want them to go through it one more time, and you'll ask them, how many pass-throughs do I get? Is it one or two? And let them know. And so then that way you will, um, you know, know for how it works with them. You need to know how the process works for them. If you're working with a writing coach and editor like me, then you're working on it along the way. You know, you get the three pass-throughs. Um, graphic designer, make sure you find one and someone to format. 
And like I said, again, Jet Launch is who I recommend. So I hope that this encourages you, gets you excited about writing your book, and helps you crush the overwhelm. I want you to get that book out of your head. But now I have one more little exciting tidbit for you. It's not ready quite yet. By the time this releases next week, it should be almost ready. The five fiction techniques every nonfiction writer needs to use will be ready. It is a little mini course of five lessons, and there's going to be five videos to go with it. And with those, um, that course and those videos, there'll be a PDF as well of the entire uh, course so that you can read it as well. And that will help you um, make your book more interesting, give it some depth. And so that's going to be released in the next two to three weeks max. And it's going to be $27. So I want you to be on the lookout for that. If you are not on my email list, please get on there or join the group. I will be posting it in the Write My Book group and it will be um, offering it to my email list too soon. So I am so glad you joined me today. If you have any questions about this, please comment on the show notes or in the Write My Book group. And I look forward to seeing you next time when I interview Blythe Daniel, and she's going to teach you about book launches. So we're going to go from writing the book to marketing, back to marketing the book. So, but first you got to write that book. And But knowing how to market before you write the book or while you're writing the book is really good to know because marketing does not begin when you finish writing the book. Marketing needs to begin before you finish writing the book. So I'm so glad you're here today. Have a great time and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Write Hour. Are you wondering how to start your writing journey but feel overwhelmed or confused? After taking four years to write her first book, Joyce completely understands. She created the four steps to the right book to help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. She shares tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress and create weekly and monthly milestones to complete your book. You can sign up for the short email series at therightcoach.biz. That's T H E W R I T E. C-O-A-C-H dot B-I-Z or go to the link in the show notes for the podcasts. You can sign up on the side pop out on the computer or on the phone it's a blue bar at the bottom that pops up. You can also go to the bottom of the homepage to sign up for the four steps to the right book. Don't let fear and overwhelm stop you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.